You're listening to American Girl Women with Laura Treader and Lindsay Adams-Franca. This is a podcast where two millennial gals gather around the microphone and reminisce on the cultural phenomenon that took our childhood by storm, American Girl Dolls. Contrary to what you might think, we aren't just talking about dolls here. We're diving into the high highs and the low lows of getting hooked on American Girl and all the childhood memories that come flooding back. So join us and a few special guests each week as we become American Girl Women. Hi, Laura. Hello, Lindsay. Laura, (laughs) the holidays are almost here. (laughs) They are almost here. And uh, whatever holiday you celebrate, we wanted to kick off that celebration period by going through the American Girl holiday fits. It has to be done. Truly. We love a good dive into the catalog. And, you know, that's kind of where we started out with this podcast and how it came to be. And it's just really fun to go through them in depth. So really looking forward to today's episode. But Laura, before we get into it, Do you have any updates from last week's episode where you were going to go into your attic and find your American girls once and for all? Uh, So Lindsay, I wish I had better news. It's not, it's not all bad news. Some things were discovered. I think I mentioned on an earlier episode that I did discover the Biddy twins a while back. And that is sort of what led me to believe that more than likely I must have kept some of my American Girl dolls because the Biddy Twins were not like a big thing for me. I was not super into them. So I don't know why I would still have those and not keep a doll. So I had set them aside. They're still there, you know, grateful for them, but no, not what I'm looking for. (laughs) Um, Did you leave them in the attic or do you like bring them downstairs? I left them up there. Um, oh, no. <laughs> I I actually left everything up there that I found because I just wanted to set it aside in its own box, which is what I did to sort of keep track of it. So the Biddy Twins were already found. I found the Biddy Twin boy onesie that he came in. Not the girl one. Don't know where that is. I located a American Girl brand cheerleading outfit that was red and blue with pom-poms that were also red and blue. Cute. I located one black shoe that I believe comes from the holiday black velvet dress outfit that we posted on our Instagram a few weeks back. So you know, one shoe, but it was really cute. It's like a strappy Mary Jane. And I found some more paraphernalia that goes to Kaya's teepee, but not enough to rebuild it. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, exciting discovery, but not, um, not really anything I can work with in terms of setting that up again, but it was still fun to see those things. um, Because I hadn't seen them in ages. I also found my American Girl of Today meet outfit, which was a blue like floor length cargo skirt with a red and blue reversible vest. That was the outfit that she came in. And then 
I also found what I believe to be Samantha's like fishnet birthday stockings that go (laughs) with her birthday dress. So that was exciting. So, you know, none of those things are dolls. I don't know why I have those things and not other more important things that I would have kept, but it's a small victory. But still to come, my father needs to get to texting our neighbor who he still hangs out with and ask about the (laughs) dolls that I believe we gave away to them because they had younger kids. I will gladly go over to their house myself and look through their attic so that they don't have to, but it's got to, it's got to at least be asked to see if there's anything I can resurrect from there. Uh, Laura, please ask. I beg of you. I will text them myself. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I know. I'm going to follow up with my dad tonight because like once he asks I will feel so much better just with him asking, like, do you still have this stuff? Because if it's very likely that they might not have it anymore. And I would rather just know that because then that will be the closure that I need. Having that closure is important. But if they say yes, then like that will, you know, light a fire (laughs) in me to, to go looking. And, you know, I don't know what condition this stuff is going to be in if they do still have it because it already, you know, wasn't in the best condition. Some, no, some of the things were in good condition, but some of them were from when I was really little. So they Mm -hmm. weren't in the best condition, but that's fine. Like, cause as we know, like you just need the framework and then you can sort of, you know, re-wig if you need to, or clean, or like there's many like talented people that, we've seen on Instagram can revamp these dolls. So I feel confident that if I could just know if they exist or not, I could handle whatever condition they're in. Yeah, that's totally Um, fair. The search continues then. Yeah. Lindsay, what, what are your updates? Anything on your end? Yeah. So I had a pretty funny conversation with my younger brother when I was home for Thanksgiving that I failed to mention on our last podcast. So I'm putting it out into uh, permanence with this. And hopefully one day this comes to be, but I had asked him, I said, Ryan, do you remember when I had an American girl? And his immediate reaction was, I'm not going to be on your podcast. You're like, okay, no one's asking you. Yeah, honestly, was (laughs) not asking. And then I was like, do you remember that? And he said he did. And I asked him what doll I had. And he said, Felicity. And I said, great. What did she look like? And he was like, she had glasses. And I was like, no, she did not have glasses. And then he was like, she had a bucket hat. And I was like, also, no, she did not have a bucket hat. But then I thought about it a little bit further. And I was like, you know what? Maybe he's onto something because she did have a cap. She was mm-hmm. wearing her little bonnet at all times. Probably I had that accessory set. So he wasn't wrong. He wasn't right, but he wasn't wrong. That is so funny. The fact that he describes that as a bucket hat is hilarious <laughs> to me. Also, when you're saying like she had glasses and a bucket hat, all I could think of was when I went to Wisconsin to attend the wedding shower of our past guest, my friend Shannon, her Molly doll was dressed in a girl of today outfit that was up, <laughs> that was like cargo pants and a bucket hat. And whoa. she had, and she had his glasses. Oh, whoa. Interesting. I love that you got to see Shannon's Molly when you were there. 
It was really exciting. We we did discuss going through some of the other American Girl stuff, but we simply didn't have the time. Um, but I, it seemed to me from what I could see of where they were storing the American Girl stuff in their basement um, that they have kept you know, meticulous care of it. And it's all in like original boxes and stuff. Uh, I love that so much. We've had several guests and even friends of mine have gone through their collections where everything is just meticulously stored. And I strive for that level of attention and organization. Hopefully in the future, I'll have (laughs) amassed a a larger collection than I have and it will all be properly placed. (laughs) You know, what's really actually frustrating to me is when I was in the attic looking for um, the American Girl accessories and dolls from my childhood, I was thinking maybe there would be a chance I might also stumble upon like some books or like maybe even like some magazines or catalogs. And I actually found a box that was labeled magazines And I thought that maybe there would be one in there, but no, it was just a ton. And by a ton, I mean like dozens and dozens of gourmet magazines from like the 90s and early 2000s that (laughs) saved for some reason and packed up meticulously. And they're they're organized really well and packed up really nicely. And I'm like, oh, why couldn't we have done this with my American Girl catalogs? Seriously, what a tease. I know. My parents' attic is full of old magazines from the late 90s, early 2000s of mine that I stored. And thankfully, I did. Every time I'm back in Connecticut at home, I'll read through them. And uh, I love celeb gossip from the early 2000s. Like That's like my niche. I could probably win a trivia night for that and only that genre. You could do, Laura. So Honestly, yeah. <laughs> it's not even a stretch. We would clean up at that at that trivia night. I don't have any of those magazines because I cut them up and pasted them into <laughs> collages. Oh my God. That is amazing. I actually found in my parents' attic the other week when I was home for Thanksgiving, I found an old PB teen catalog from I think 2002 or 2003. And that was seriously fun to look at. Oh, that was, I actually found in my parents' attic, an old like Christmas list or a list of like things I was gonna buy to redo my room because like we were redoing my room in a very mild way where we were just getting like new bedding and stuff for it but Mm -hmm. I was particularly captivated with the PBT and bedroom um, vignette that had a striped like orange and red and pink duvet cover and then these like orange and red like paisleys on white background sheets and I found the like page of my like little journal that I like wrote down that I wanted those and put it in so I wish I could like find a picture of it but it's probably from the era of catalog you found right when I'm home next I will try to locate that for you it's always good to like see those images again please I know (laughs) you know what always like captivated me honestly about the PBT catalogs was the phones they always had like fancy phones in the bedrooms like and they were always kind of old-fashioned looking Mm. um it would be like a like a pink 
phone or like a baby blue phone and all and like rotary style but not actually rotary phones <laughs> um and I always felt like oh that would be so cool and I actually did have a phone line in my room growing up so you could put a phone in my room but like it's so weird that like that's the accessory that like I'm fixating on the most because it's like why would I need imagine like needing a landline so badly honestly (laughs) (laughs) I love that yeah we definitely should look this over because I'm sure there's things that I'd recognize from it totally but yeah that's a great find that was honestly of the ilk that I was hoping might be existing (laughs) in my in my uh search but that's okay (laughs) one day well speaking of catalogs laura shall we get into today's dive into american girl yes we shall and for everybody who's going to be following along we are sort of pivoting a little bit in terms of what dolls we're going to cover uh obviously Lindsay and i have a lot of overlap when it comes to american girl but we also both occupy slightly different eras so Lindsay was very much in the 90s realm of ag and i was sort of late 90s early 2000s um so we wanted to make sure we were including some of the dolls that came a little bit later but are still considered sort of classic to that historic collection. So we're going to be looking at a holiday 2000 catalog when we go through these looks. So hopefully there's familiar faces that anybody who was into any era of AG will recognize. Definitely. And we're looking at this catalog through an amazing resource called the Shagnon Piper Museum of Toys and Collectibles. They have a virtual exhibit happening now called Childhood Nostalgia, a collection of Pleasant Company and American Girl catalogs, which I think we could all be very excited about. So definitely check them out on Instagram and leading to their website, which is toysandcollectiblesmuseum.org. And on Instagram, they are cpmuseumtc. And this is just a gift to us all, really. They have scanned in complete catalogs from the 90s, the 2000s, and they're taking requests as well. So check them out, follow along, and enjoy going through these with us. Yes, honestly, could not have come at a better time. So excited to have access to these. It's pretty interesting seeing this catalog in general because this is a completely new format to the American Girl catalog that I knew and loved. And it's pretty different from the 90s catalogs. We're used to seeing the collections displayed a bit differently, but they've they've changed things up. We see like an illustration in the background of the meat felicity and her accessories are surrounding her more so than the the catalog where everything is just kind of in place. Yes, I would say that this is less vignette style. Mm-hmm. Um they don't they're not necessarily painting as much of a picture. I feel like as previous catalogs where you sort of I mean to a certain extent like you do see the dolls like engaging with their 
accessories like in the bedroom set for Felicity for example like she's got you know her bed and her armoire set up behind her and she's placed in the scene but there is something about it that feels like less like they were concerned with arranging the accessories as part of the way they were selling them like they're almost more like a line item than like part of the scene Right, exactly. And it seems like from, you know, the mid 80s through the 90s, you know, there weren't many changes, but the millennium hit, we're shaking things up. It's the year 2000. And we're doing things differently here. Yes. Now I will say I do think that in this format, they are giving more context maybe to the Mm -hmm. collections like and we saw this when we went through Kaya's collection as well, that they are giving almost synopses of the books alongside the outfits to set the scene a little bit maybe if you didn't read the books to sort of bring you into the time and place that these outfits were being worn definitely they're giving that editorial vibe and Laura I recently bought a magic attic doll catalog off of eBay I can't remember if I've said it on the podcast yet but it was such a fun catalog to flip through. And that was completely editorialized. Like every single item had a story behind it and it kind of all wove into another for the things that you could purchase. And it's giving me that kind of vibe here. You know, it's sharing a little bit about each book on the page and the descriptions. I mean, the descriptions have always been pretty top notch, but I really like this addition of what's happening in the books too. Yeah. You know, it's surprising because I think as a company, American Girl, as we see it today, is almost like moving more and more away from the book aspect of their business. I mean, maybe mm-hmm. not. I don't want to speak for you know, people who are actively like youths that are engaging with it and maybe the books are their favorite part. But I think it's interesting because this is a very book forward approach to presenting the outfits. Like you, it makes you want to read the books yeah, um, almost as much as it makes you want the outfit. So I think that it's just a little bit surprising because I feel like they've gotten more and more away from that. But during this time, they were still clearly very much aligned with, you know, having the books be almost the focal point of why you're, you know, even getting these dolls and accessories. Agreed. Well, let's get into the catalog, Laura. Typically, we always start with one girl who is at the top of the time period. Uh, And so we'll start with Felicity's holiday outfit. Now, Lindsay, did you own this holiday outfit for your Felicity? (laughs) I did not have Felicity's Christmas outfit, but it was highly coveted. I think this is absolutely beautiful. So here she is in her beautiful blue taffeta gown that I think we've had a lot of guests reference as one of their favorite looks. There's a lot of meaning behind this dress and the Felicity stories. And they have that panel in the front that switches out too. That always really appealed to me. And she also has a matching little doll with her in the same blue dress. Ugh, it's too cute. A common theme throughout some of these holiday vignettes is that the dolls have a doll that matches them a Mm -hmm. little bit. I love the commonalities that each doll has. Like we have the pets that are given to them on their birthdays. We have the craft activities, which usually involve an element of sewing. 
And now we have the dolls in the holiday stories. Yes. And, you know, if you know a little bit about the backstory of the great lengths that Felicity's poor, ill mother had to go through to (laughs) make this dress, it is quite surprising that she had the bandwidth to also make a matching dress for her doll, which I'm assuming, you know, she just had extra fabric left over and made the dress for the doll. But but yes, this dress is definitely uh, one that comes up quite frequently. And I think it's, you know, definitely appropriately aspirational for Felicity's vibe. It's fun without clashing with like the norms of the time period definitely the one thing that I still to this day cannot get behind is that little hat that she wears I know Felicity's hat collection it's not my fave it's almost more of a doily honestly like Mm -hmm. it's just I don't like the way it just like sits on top of her head and I'm just thinking of like how cute would she look without that so right Yeah, it would be a different vibe without it for sure, but we'll just pretend that it's not there and focus in on the beautiful dress. I love her little ribbon necklace. I think that is so cute. Or is it, is it a ribbon? It might be a pearl necklace according to the description. Yes, it's a pearl necklace, Um, but the necklace and the hair tie ribbon and even it looks like the ribbon on her little cap sort of like all tied together with the dress which I really love because it's a beautiful color on her with like the red hair Mm -hmm. so it looks really nice right this is opulence we have a lot of bows here I I could see four bows with that invitation too we have the lace we have the taffeta uh this is this is perfection I'm trying to think of what this dress could be the equivalent of for a modern middle-class person. I almost feel like (laughs) this is Felicity's version of that dress from Broad City that Abby gets. It's like the blue bandage dress that she (laughs) she wears to like every occasion. Like this just feels like a significant dress for someone of Felicity's time period. And we know that her mother comes from an upper class background, but Felicity herself is pretty middle class in terms of where she falls in the hierarchy so it it seems to me like having a dress this fancy would definitely be special did you ever have a bandage dress you know I don't think I did because I was like so worried that that would not be flattering on me maybe I had a bandage dress though did you ever have one I never had one I think I tried one on once but I never owned one (laughs) honestly you gotta be brave it's like very gossip girl Mm, truly (laughs) it was such it was such a moment though it was a moment and I feel like if I had been more confident I would have worn one it wasn't like for lack of wanting one it was almost more like could I (laughs) I didn't feel I could pull it off but (laughs) air all right right. Felicity for Christmas she is getting a Noah's Ark and then they also have this little Shrewsbury cake kit which I think you can make yourself it seems we got some cookie cutters in there a basket the mix it's tiny can you make that I'm sure you could at least use the yes cookie cutters yes it says make the Christmas cookies Felicity loves 
they're going to be bite-sized, but teeny tiny, imagine those <laughs> little tiny cookie cutters in use. I know. Like, I feel like the shapes almost wouldn't even come out accurately because of how small no. they are, but it's really <laughs> cute. I love, I do like that a lot of the accessories were like a call to action that you could like do yourself. Uh, yeah. I think that's pretty cute. Definitely. All right. Who do we have next, Laura? We have Josefina next. And not to get into like the story details, because we're here to talk about the outfits, but every <laughs> everything surrounding Josefina's stories was always just like so damn sad all the time, like to the point where it's like nothing good ever happens to her, it feels like. Basically, something that's very near to near and dear to Josefina is destroyed. And I just feel like that's just a metaphor for her entire existence is like she's always getting dealt some kind of just like low blow by life so oh god she's not being dealt a low blow in terms of the way she's serving in this outfit that I wanted so terribly badly this outfit was a formative memory for me so she has a Christmas dress and mantilla and for those not familiar a mantilla is kind of like a veil and it's a beautiful black sheer veil. And her dress um, has the ruffled pantalets underneath it with white stockings and black slippers. And the veil is secured by a very fancy comb. Um, the dress itself is like a gold, black, and red stripe with a ribbon tied just a little bit above the waist it's actually kind of giving a Bridgerton vibe in terms Mm -hmm. of the silhouette quite a bit this dress like to me as a kid just screamed celebration and it was very impactful for me and you know we're also seeing that she's got the doll that's matching uh the matching doll really gets me it's kind of I mean, everything is so perfect. I love that she has the mentia fabric used as a shawl or a separate black transparent fabric uh, as a shawl around her shoulders. So cute. Now, I don't remember Josefina very clearly. Like, I I don't know what year she came out, but it was a bit past my time. Um, I know of her, but I don't think I was like into ag around the time that she launched so my memories aren't very clear yeah i believe she launched around 1997 which would have put you at like 11 11. which definitely i think you would have been transitioning out but i think that um but i think that she almost even though she wasn't part of the original always gets sort of like you know, when they did the 35th anniversary collection, they did relaunch her as a limited edition um, availability. And I think that's because her collection, even though it wasn't part of the original five, like, is just so iconic that right people want it. <laughs> right. Truly. I think we had like a comment on our Instagram once where we said that this was the original six and someone called us out and said it was not the original six. It was the original five. (laughs) I mean, true. (laughs) People are particular, but who's to say, really, it all depends on your era. (laughs) So true. And when she came out in 1997, I don't remember if I saw her like right when she came out in the catalog, but I know that I got her, I think probably around like 1998 
So it was pretty much like within a few months or a year of seeing her, I was like, okay, I have to have her. Um, and she was my second doll. And I was still pretty young when I got her. I was like six, maybe. But I chose her for myself. So it was, you know, more of like a a personality pick for me. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but she also comes with some cool little fun things in her her Christmas outfit. So uh, she also has a wooden lantern, um, a tray with some cookies and some paper flowers that are part of her accessory set. Um, you can actually bake real cookies because they give you a little recipe card as part of this accessory set which is you know pretty cool and also similar to what Felicity's accessories has so love that they carried that over to multiple dolls yeah definitely I'm so interested to try some of these recipes maybe we could get our hands on them and do some baking for the holidays Laura that would be so cool I know I used to have a Josefina cookbook somewhere but I don't know what happened to it but maybe the recipe is in there and if I find it I'll see if I can uh get us get us on board with trying it trying a couple mm-hmm. recipes okay and then very fun also I think is that she has a chicken <laughs> she has a chicken she has a little cage that has a chicken some eggs and some chilies are adorning the top of it. Super fun. Love it. I think it's really cute. That chicken is kind of cute. <laughs> right? And the, the chicken, from my view here, it looks pretty realistic, right? Like we've been going yeah. back and forth between like, is this supposed to be a stuffed animal? Are they going for realism here? It goes back right. and forth with American Girl, but this does not look like a little stuffed animal. No, the attention to detail on that chicken was definitely adequate. Mm -hmm. And the little (laughs) eggs that it comes with. This is too cute. Very cute. All right. Next, who do we have, Lindsay? We have Kirsten. And I think this might be one of the most well-known, recognizable American girl outfits in the entire AG canon. We have Kirsten in her white gown with her famous wreath adorned with candles, which thinking about open flame that close to my head always gave me a fright, but I absolutely love this. We had a guest on uh, earlier this year, our episode with Kira Baker, who actually celebrated St. Lucia Day. And she shared a little bit more about her family traditions. And it's really cool to see Kirsten in her beautiful white gown here, also partaking in this holiday. Yeah, this is definitely exactly how you were saying, Lindsay. Very iconic. I think this is one of the first outfits that people think of when they think of the American Girl holiday outfit. It's a crown with candles. Like, how could that not be memorable? Honestly. (laughs) Now, Kirsten has a little doll here, but her doll is not dressed identically to 
uh, Kirsten, but she is still super sweet. Her outfit kind of looks like Kirsten's meat outfit in a way. Like we have a blue dress with a shawl and apron, though not not the red apron she has in her meat look. True. Yeah, I think it's it's designed to sort of match more of her everyday rather than a holiday look. Um, but it's very sweet nonetheless. Now, as I'm looking at this, you know what I'm kind of surprised to find is that the St. Lucia um wreath does not come with the saint lucia gown it doesn't those are two separate things and like i'm you know i'm i would hope that any young kid receiving this would get both because it's simply not a complete look you can't have one without the other and this seems like the ultimate upsell from american girl yeah agreed agreed and i mean it's interesting because the dress comes with you know, the gown, the red sash, the red and white striped stockings, and even the red hair ribbons, it literally comes with everything but the wreath. And the wreath on its own is $16, while the entire holiday outfit is 20 <laughs> I wonder why they made that choice. Like why they didn't just like bump up the price a little bit and include the wreath with it. I know. And you know, like someone's parent or relative that got this for someone as a gift, like fucked up and like, didn't get the full set. Oh, of course. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Well, she also has a very cute tray that it looks like is almost like the same color as her bedroom set, like that light blue wood, Mm -hmm. uh, which is very cohesive and on theme for her. So as part of that tray, it's got a little candle to light her way that's like almost in a heart-shaped holder there. And then she's also got some greenery and some really cute little cookies. Very quaint and on brand for Kirsten's cottagecore vibes. And then next we have one of my favorite Christmas looks. Mm-hmm. We're going over to Addie now. <laughs> and Addie is in this beautiful green and red and gold plaid dress with a beautiful hoop skirt. And Laura, I didn't realize how truly beautiful this look was until we had recorded with our guest last winter, Airly Cameron, who showed us this beauty over Zoom, but had it in her possession still. And I just did not realize the magnitude of this dress. It's so, it's so detailed and beautiful. Yes. Seeing it in person or rather like more in the flesh, but not (laughs) the Um, virtual flesh, the virtual (laughs) flesh over Zoom. (laughs) Uh, it really changed my perspective because I've I've always liked this dress, but I don't think I really got the sense of how cute it was until seeing it mm-hmm. over Zoom. It's just so festive. Totally. She has a matching hair ribbon as well. And I love that she has the apron that she is working her way to embroidering that you could put over the dress as well. This is such a sweet look. And I think, I think that this is a craft kit for girls, isn't it? Yes. The way that they phrase it is like that you would do the work as the, as an active active participant. So yeah, you're going to help Addie embroider an apron using her needle. 
and the needle is probably like the size for like ants to use but (laughs) embroidery is not easy to begin with like that takes talent patience skill and luck like that is not an easy task to manage no 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 especially if we're shrinking it down to a doll size scale and then she also has a sweet potato pudding kit which seems like it's an opportunity for a recipe Mm -hmm. you can use the recipe to make sweet potato pudding trimmed with holly and they show you i believe um, what that holly looks like there and they have a little bowl with a wooden spoon and then a cast iron skillet that is so cute i've always loved this little cast iron skillet it is so adorable it must be minuscule but it is so cute i wonder if it's real cast iron I know. Like, are you supposed to put it in the oven or on open flame to make this recipe, you think? Right. Like, are (laughs) we supposed to use this recipe with our own cooking (laughs) tools or are they wanting us to use the tiny bowl and wooden spoon and the miniature cast iron skillet? Right. Like, I'm not opposed to it if that's what it takes. Like, I see a lot of TikTok videos where people make mini food items with mini utensils and cooking accoutrement, and it looks like an utter delight to cook that way. Yeah, I think it would be. It would definitely be fun. I suppose you could go either way. But if this is, you know, an actual cooking utensil, I would love (laughs) to try to make the miniature version. Honestly, I, I now that I'm thinking about about it like a little bit further if the recipe calls for a sweet potato you're probably cooking it in a normal uh kitchen size uh, appropriate (laughs) cookware because that would just be like taking like the tiniest scoop of a sweet potato to put into this bowl and skillet right it would be like one eighth (laughs) of a teaspoon (laughs) (laughs) i also love Addie's Ida Bean doll. So Addie has a doll like similar to her other AG uh, peers. But again, like Kirsten, this doll does not match her Christmas dress perfectly, but she's adorable nonetheless. Um, And she is made out of beans to give her body some weight. So um, the description tells you a little bit about how this was a gift to Addie for the holidays. Um, So still very cute, even though it's not an exact matching outfit. Love it. Now we have come upon another dress vignette that I think many people would consider to be pretty iconic. If you haven't (laughs) guessed, we are now at Samantha. (laughs) I will say that I was a proud owner of this dress. You were, Laura. Fancy. I was. I feel like I may have gotten a couple of items for Samantha around the same time, perhaps even in the same sitting. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I got this within a few months of getting her. So I feel like it was maybe either a Christmas gift or even part of, I think I got her for my birthday. So I think maybe they got this for me when I got her because I feel like I immediately had so many things for Samantha. So this was definitely a favorite though, for sure. And, you know, part of American Girl lore is that the fabric and composition of this dress has changed actually from the original launch of it in the 90s or late 80s to you know how we see it here um, mm-hmm. and apparently it all comes down to the quality of the lace used in the dress 
Oh, interesting. Yes. So although it looks, you know, pretty much very similar to how it has in earlier years, Mm -hmm. um, it's, you know, a cranberry colored taffeta dress with a white sash and stockings and a lace and ruffle sort of like trim at the neckline. So that lace and ruffle trim is what they are talking about when they say that there's been some slight changes to the lace. I definitely had this version, I believe, and love that she has a matching bow. You know, it's funny that people love this dress so much because it is beautiful, but it is very much just her meat dress in a different color. (laughs) Using the same pattern. (laughs) Yeah, the sleeves and the sash are very much uh, reminiscent of her meat dress. Yeah, we have that drop waist there again, but it must be cool to own this. It seems very luxurious. Yeah, I'll have to ask my mom you know, what the details were of getting this one. Hopefully she remembers. But Mm. she also comes with some cool accessories for this holiday story. Totally. This this is a really good grouping of accessories. We have her doll with her nutcracker. The doll is uh, porcelain. She has Samantha vibes too. Yeah. And then she also has a Christmas music box that please. Oh, Christmas tree. That's super fun. I feel like a lot of these accessories are more functional than some of the others because we also have a gingerbread house that is real. Yep. And just like with the other gals that we've highlighted, they want you to get involved and make your own (laughs) gingerbread house. So they have the pieces, like Lindsay said, already baked and you just put the pieces together and follow the direction. So, you know, they make it easy, but they they definitely were going with a theme here of getting the craft and cooking aspect of the accessories and putting it to use. Uh, have you made a gingerbread house recently? Um, No, I haven't, but I can probably safely say that even if I did make one recently with inflation, it wouldn't cost $15 for the ingredients the way that this, <laughs> this like tiny one did. Honestly, oh my goodness, that is quite pricey, especially for the size of this thing. Have you made a gingerbread house recently? I have in the past couple years, and it is a delightful holiday activity, Laura. Highly recommend. It does sound fun, and anytime I've done it, I believe it was fun. But the question is, like, does anybody actually eat the gingerbread house? I won't eat the gingerbread of it, but I will, like, start picking at the frosting. Like, there's nothing better than, like, the hardened royal icing that kind of glues everything together like after it's been sitting there for a little bit this is really (sighs) gross someone please like comment on our instagram or send us an email that they do the same thing but like taking like the little bits of sugar and just popping it in your mouth as you walk along is a delight (laughs) that is too funny i feel like i would be more inclined to eat the actual gingerbread (laughs) (laughs) Maybe one day we'll be in a scenario together over the holidays. You could eat the house, eat the, the main construction, and I'll eat the glue that holds it all together. 
yeah, we're a match made in heaven. If if it comes down to who's going to eat what on the gingerbread house, it would be a, Right. you know a, a great activity if we ever had a American girl meetup would be to try and bake some of these items. Ah, <gasps> oh, how festive. All right, we're going to make this happen for 2023. We're going to manifest Yeah. this now. Exactly, exactly. All right, and then uh, if we go to the next collection, we have Molly's Christmas outfit. And this is actually one of my preferred outfits of Molly's for sure. She has an evergreen velvet dress, which I think, you know, Molly was in need of a little velvet, a little opulence um, to... To really, I think, bring some of her collection up a few notches because a lot of her clothes are very casual. She doesn't, she doesn't scream like the opulence of like a Felicity or Samantha. So, you know, I love this look for her. Uh, she has little socks and her Mary Janes, which is the only shortcoming I feel of the look is that perhaps tights would have been better for Christmas in Illinois, but. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> fair a fair assessment <laughs> this is definitely one of my favorite looks for molly i simply cannot resist velvet And we know that this was a really hard year for Molly during World War II and her family being separated. So she needed a win. She needed a look here. And this absolutely delivers. Uh, she has her little nurse doll too, which is a sweet little accessory for her. I actually own this, strangely enough. I won an eBay auction last year where I was the very happy winner after a rather intense bidding war where I received a few AG mini dolls. So I received Felicity, Kirsten, Addie, and a Molly that I think looked a little raggedy. Um, and then also the nurse doll from Molly, which is um, a little bit of a different size than the other AG dolls, a little bit bigger. So she is going to take care of them when they're sick, I guess. But the nurse's shoes fit perfectly on the AG mini dolls. So that was good because a few of them did not arrive with shoes or other accessories. So yeah, I, I own her strangely enough. I know it is kind of like weird that, that that's an item that you own um Yeah. <laughs> but she's she's very sweet and a lot of her um she comes with a lot of accessories for Christmas actually Yeah. so we have Molly's stocking um which they describe as bulging with surprises I don't know if I like that <laughs> I don't like that word. <laughs> Um, she has a ballerina, which seems just like another doll, um, a yo-yo that really works, a flip book with moving pictures of Mickey Mouse, two white barrettes, and, um, a candy cane and a paint set. She also has a Christmas box, and in that Christmas box, there's... a miniature snowball and the doll of Molly's dreams, which is the doll that Molly's holding the nurse doll. Now they're calling a snow globe, a snowball. Are you aware of that wording to describe a snow globe? I personally have never heard of that before, but maybe like uh, Midwesterners call soda pop, it might be 
the local language. Okay, that would make more sense. But I don't know. I personally never have heard that before. Was very confusing to to read that. (laughs) (laughs) The Um, same person who thought an appropriate verb would be bulging uh, in an American Girl catalog. (laughs) agreed agreed and then lastly she has her radio which I think is the coolest thing here so Molly's radio actually plays snippets from World War II era shows and there's even a surprise holiday message now that little radio will run you $20 but very cute so cute that kind of reminds me of when I was moving out of my apartment in the East Village probably Uh, more than five, less than 10 years ago. And I had a record player from like a going out of business linens and things. And I had had it for a while, but it looked very old timey. Like it looked like Molly's radio. It was big. It was wooden. And the mover at my apartment saw it and was like awestruck. And he was like, wow, like, how do you have that? And it took me a while to realize like, he thought that this was vintage and that just, you know, when like those little interactions just stick with you yes. and to like tell him that I got this from linens and things was just uh, a crush God. to my soul and maybe his. Linens and things. I haven't heard that name in years. <laughs> I know. R.I.P. <laughs> R.I.P. Oh God, I'm gonna have to like look them up. There was definitely one in like the strip of different like little plazas near my hometown. <laughs> All right, well, that's Molly's collection. And now we're gonna cover someone we've never covered before, Lindsay. That's right. We're going into Kit's collection. So Kit's collection, I remember seeing this and this made me love her. I actually loved Kit. And probably, you know, when choosing dolls that I wanted later on, definitely was like torn because she was always one that I almost asked for, but never, never actually got. But her Christmas look, I remember being a favorite. So Kit's Christmas outfit is probably one of the ones that I think could like most translate to present day. And she has a little red dress with a Scotty dog pin. Oh, cute. A red polka dot hair bow as well. Uh, Her hair is so adorable. It really is. I mean, this is the first time that we've seen a shorter style on a historic girl. And then she's got some white fishnet stockings, quite similar actually to the one Samantha had. And patent T-strap Mary Jane. So... She's just looking absolutely adorable. This is actually the first time that I'm ever seeing Kit's Christmas outfit. So I feel like I'm just taking this all in. (laughs) This is a very wearable look. It is so cute. I love the Scotty pin detail. That is truly adorable. Um, I'm really excited to kind of go deeper into Kit's collection. As this is launching, the Dolls of Our Lives podcast is currently covering Kit. So I've really been enjoying hearing Kit's stories from their perspective. And yeah, this is a doll I don't know too much about. Like I know her general um, story and hardships, but haven't taken much of a deeper look into Kit. 
but I love this dress. It seems like all of her collection is pretty solid though. Oh, it's so cute. I I definitely want us to do a deep dive into her collection at some point because mm-hmm. there's so much cuteness to cover. But um, yeah, just absolutely loving this look. And I think her little bob is just so cute with like the ribbons that they have for different yeah. looks. And then she also comes with some really cute accessories. The first being her aviator doll, which, um, so similar to Molly's nurse doll, I think the hot thing of the 1930s was (laughs) female aviation. So she has a little Amelia Earhart doll there. And I think it says here also that Amelia Earhart was one of Kit's heroines, which we love. And then... Also, at the bottom, she has a little <laughs> waffle iron set. A waffle iron set. Laura, this is absolutely incredible. Oh, it's so adorable. It's so cute. And it, like, even is just the way that it looks, like, is very, like, it's not just a run-of-the-mill waffle iron. It's, like, painted porcelain top, like, adorable. Right. And they're giving you evergreen swags with it. So you're getting like a little moment of holiday cheer along with your waffle maker. And in the description, it says that Kit's family essentially makes breakfast for dinner as their holiday Christmas tradition. And they eat it by the Christmas tree, which I love. That is one of my favorite meals too. I adore this. It's so cute. The only downfall is that the waffle maker isn't real. I know they give you some pretend waffles with whipped cream, but it's not offering you that craft moment like we see in the other girls' collections. Yes, agreed. It is really the one of the cutest food items I've ever seen among the American Girl collections. 100%. Ah, Laura, this was such a fun and festive way to kick off the holiday season, to look at all of the collections, all of the holiday sets. It is so fun to revisit the classics and on my end, see things for the first time. But Laura, we have to conclude this episode in the only way we know how. What Christmas outfit are you wearing to the holidays this year? Ooh, okay. It's so tough because Josefina's outfit was my favorite growing up. I didn't own it, but I really wanted to own it. I, however, think that Kit's is maybe the number one for me. Ooh, I like it. What about you? I'm going with Addie, the full hoop skirt and all. And then my second choice will be Felicity for nostalgia's sake. Love that. I think, yeah, Kit's my first choice. Josefina's my second choice. Very different vibes. But I think, yeah, very iconically holiday, both of them. Mm-hmm. So great great choices on your end though with the Addy look which I feel like could almost be to a more subtle degree worn today truly and now tell me whose accessory or Christmas gift anything that accompanied them on the page what item would you want to have as a present so I think that Addie's little cast iron skillet just I'm so taken with that so I think that's gonna be my number one um the waffle iron 
is maybe my number two. Very cute. Uh, what about you? That waffle iron set is calling my name. <laughs> I wish I wish it was more of like an interactive set, but the cuteness makes up for it. It really does. It really does. Laura, this was such a delight. Everyone check out the Toys and Collectibles Museum Instagram. We'll absolutely tag them in this post. We really want you guys to follow along with this episode with the catalog pages because it really is going to help bring bring everything to life and pull some memories. So hopefully we'll have even more opportunities to go through the wonderful collection of catalogs that they've provided because there's so many memories to be unlocked. Absolutely. A major thank you to Shagnon Piper Museum of Toys and Collectibles. And thank you to everyone who is listening. We will see you next week. Thank you for listening to American Girl Women. For more AG Women content, follow us on IG at American Girl Women or send us your American Girl stories via AmericanGirlWomen at gmail.com. We might just read them on the pod. If you like this podcast, tell your friends and rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts.